Welcome to The Stare Down, sports talk and real estate with Sean Carpenter of Coldwell Banker in Columbus, Ohio, Bill Risser of Fidelity National Title in Tampa, Florida, and Todd Meininger of Cummins, Georgia. Listen in as they discuss the week in sports and toss in a pinch of real estate too. Now your hosts, Sean, Todd and Bill. Hey, greetings, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Staredown. It's our weekly sports talk and real estate show between four friends from around all corners of the country. I'm Sean Carpenter in Columbus, Ohio, joined by Bill Risser down in St. Petersburg, Florida, Todd Meininger in Cumming, Georgia, and Shea Brewer representing the Northwest out of Portland, Oregon. What's up, boys? Bill, let's start with you as always. How was your weekend? Uh, great weekend. A lot of fun. Uh, we we uh, 75 degrees both days, sunny. Uh, Played golf today. had a, had a great time. Played okay, Sean. My number, I was four off my number, so you know that. And uh, just did all right. But yeah, things are great here. It was a, for for me. It was a camp out, watch football. I told Cindy Saturday was set up from two o'clock till midnight. It was going to start with the Duke game, and it was going to end with football. And today uh, it started at one. And right now I've got the Australian Open and the Sony Open on right now as we're talking. So I've got a lot of sports to watch tonight. It'll be another late night. You're watching two sporting events that the closest one is six hours away from you. In Hawaii, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's cool. Todd, what's going on with you, man? How was your weekend? Great weekend, Sean. Bill, good to see you getting acclimated to uh, East Coast time. It took a while, but um, I, like the, I, I like hearing those late nights. Um, no, good weekend, Sean. A lot of sports, obviously. Um, gosh, shame on me. I'm actually watching a rerun of the World Poker Tour on, uh, on Sports South. But, <laughs> Anyway, uh, so yeah, good, good weekend. A lot of football, a lot of like, exciting stuff. Um, tonight, Todd, I don't, don't want to give it away. Yeah. I don't want to give it away, but that's the episode. I'm going to guess the guy with the glasses is going to go all in at some point. <laughs> he might. You never know. You never know. Um, from LaGrange, Georgia, drinking a Wild Leap Alpha Abstraction, Sean, and I just sent yeah, you all a text. It's a, it's a double IPA, and they got a quote from Sir Mixlot. I want them real <laughs> thick and juicy, so find that juicy double. So I think I found that juicy double. It's pretty sweet. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah, sh- check, show it to check your text, show it to Shay, Yeah, show check in. <laughs> Baby got back. I'm all in. <laughs> <laughs> Lagrange, Georgia. I, th- I thought that was pretty good stuff. So <laughs> that's awesome. Shay, what's going on with you, man? How, how's, uh, how's things out in Portland? Any, any warm up out there? Any sunshine? <laughs> we did have sun today for the first time in I want to say like three or four days. We did have sun. Uh, a bombing high of 49 degrees. So, <laughs> so there's that. But I will say this, Sean, we have not, uh, we haven't seen any snow like you have out in Ohio. Hi. I got you beat, Shay. Uh, high of 42. It was consistently in the high 30s and rainy all day. So it was awesome. It was awesome. Oh my so, gosh, guys. I have, oh my extra, gosh. I have extra room here in St. Pete. I'm just <laughs> it out there. First one here gets the room. <laughs> well, for us guys, we had our, our first big snow snow apocalypse of the of the of the year. Uh, got about five to six inches here in central Ohio. Uh, southern parts of the state got got more, obviously, um, and it was just a uh, cold. It was it, it wasn't a it wasn't one of those wet thick snows. Like the kids were out in the neighborhoods trying to build a snowman yesterday, uh, but then the heat got up a little above thirty, so that it became great packing snow. Uh, I need to try and find the photo and send you guys. Someone in our neighborhood or in our in our town of Upper Arlington built a uh, about a twenty five foot snowman. 
No way. Yeah, wow. it's, it's, it's incredible. I don't know how they did it. I don't know if they use scaffolding or what, but it's, it's pretty massive. So, um, guys, let's talk about the week in sports. We, uh, we ended a season last week. Uh, let's just get to that because, um, the Clemson Tigers mm. in a very impressive blowout win, I'll, I'll say, um, handled the Alabama Crimson Tide quite a surprise, uh, but it's almost like Bill picked it all along. Uh, <laughs> Clemson and I had Clemson. I had Clemson hard in this game. I, you know, going, yeah. yeah. Let's just, just get, your th- get, get your thoughts on Trevor Lawrence's dominant performance. The, the unbelievable um, receiver core uh, was fantastic. I thought Dabo outcoached Saban. I thought Trevor Lawrence outplayed Tua. It was, it was a, Kind of just a, really a. If that game would have been on the middle of the season, most of us would have turned it off. Mm. It was it was over. So just Bill, let's just go around the horn and get your thoughts on. I'll go. I'll season. go really fast. Yeah. Okay. I'll leave it to you, college football guys. But just a couple observations. One, you know, the talk about Lawrence after the game. You know, number one pick. He's unbelievable. He's the second coming of Christ. Everything was amazing, which is exactly what they said about Tua last year after the game. I mean, it was identical. He'd be the number one pick in the draft. He's unbelievable. He's going to be amazing. He'll never lose, which I bought into. Um, and uh, so it'll, I'm really looking forward to see what happens with Trevor Lawrence and Clemson next year. Uh, I, I, I would think they'd be the number one. Um, they'll be number one when the season starts, right? You know, when they first rate, uh, rankings come out, it was incredibly impressive to watch what Dabo uh, and that team did. And that defense, you know, to, Everything they did to the to to the red tide and the uh, uh, crimson tide. I'm sorry, red tides <laughs> down here where you where you get stick in the water. Everything they did to Alabama inside the uh, you know red zone was unbelievable. So that's yeah. that's my takes. So I'll let you uh, you college football freaks talk more about it. Todd, jump in. Yeah, Sean. So um, I'm not surprised Clemson won, but I'm definitely surprised how uh, how they won. what a how, how what a beatdown they put on Alabama. Um, and I just wonder, um, I wonder if Tua has been the same since, uh, he got dinged up, uh, in the Georgia game. Right. Um, so I don't know. I, I just think, uh, I just think, uh, maybe, maybe he's, you know, lost confidence. Maybe he's a little gimpy. Yeah. I, I would have seriously considered re- replacing him with Jalen Hurts. Um, just because he just didn't see it happening. Um, I, I know why, I think I know why Saban stuck with him, but you, you just had a feel early on that things weren't clicking and, and, uh, and boy, uh, they sure clipped, clipped, uh, clicked for Clemson. Um, one, one observation also is I am a big, big Dabo fan, huge Dabo fan, <laughs> except for when he wins national championships. I just don't really <laughs> like him after that. Two years ago, um, he was angry. I don't know if you remember, Sean, we talked yeah, about sure it. He was angry. No one gave us a chance. And this year he was, Way too much. Uh, we're just little old Clemson all shucks playing, uh, playing the, yeah. the good old boy card. So uh, I guess if that's his biggest fault, um, you know, he, he'll, he'll be all right. But anyway, just, just an observation. It was, uh, you, you put it, if it was week seven, we would have turned um, and found another game, right? It was not, not the best of championship games unless you're wearing that Clemson orange. Yeah. And Shay, Shay, your thoughts, and then I just we'll, we'll kind of close out the season. Uh, what, what um, do you think of the game? <clears throat> the game was a sleeper. 
I mean, let's just be honest. The game was a sleeper. Uh, there was a point in time in the game where I actually just started watching the Blazers instead. Like, that's how <laughs> bad it was. And the Blazers yeah. are blowing out the Knicks by like 20 points. And I was like, yeah, this is probably more entertaining than watching the football game. Um, <laughs> I will say this, though. Um, it's funny to see, to Bill's point, it's funny to see how the media really pumps up, you know, one kid or one athlete the same way they did to it last year. They're doing Trevor Lawrence this year. And, and, and what does that, what kind of pressure does that put on the kid? Is that fair pressure to put on the kid? Um, it, it's a team sport. It's a team sport and it's a game and they've got to be there three years. So let's just let them play it out and see what happens. Um, today, I will say this more exciting than the actual game itself. Um, Steve Sarkeesian was fired by the Falcons last week and he turned down the OC job with the Arizona Cardinals to go back to the University of Alabama where he's going to be the offensive coordinator next year. Um, I think it would be very interesting to see how he make, he meshes with Tua next season as his offensive coordinator. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. You know, a lot of people are, are uh, not happy about that in Alabama land. I think a lot of people are going to trust that. Look, Saban's, part of Saban's greatness is he churns out assistant coaches every single year and still continues mm-hmm. to uh, return to the top. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think, you know, anybody who's upset with the, the format of, of college football right now I got news Clemson and Alabama. I don't think they're going anywhere. I think they'll probably start the season number one and two uh, respectively Clemson mm-hmm. uh, and, and Alabama um, because Tua and Trevor Lawrence are coming back. Uh, look, Trevor Lawrence, you know, I was texting with Alyssa Hellman who was on, uh, you know, for Oklahoma's show a couple weeks ago uh, at the beginning of the game. And we both kind of said in, in, in so many words, Trevor Lawrence isn't ready for this moment. And about the second quarter, <laughs> uh, we text each other back saying we stand corrected. Um, he, he, he is one of those athletes that, you know, he never had any emotion on him and I, I don't think he was emotionless. I just think he, he's so he's robotic calm. almost, right? Yeah. It's, you know, it's, he, he kind of reminded me of, um, uh, not in any, like Mike Tomlin from the Steelers is that way. He never shows excitement when they have an interception or a touchdown and he never shows frustration. Um, but man, he just, he was so poised. And as David Seaver, our, our unbelievable guest, uh, two weeks, um, in a row, he, he just talked about, you know, and, and Mike Randall to his credit was so worried about Trevor Lawrence throwing those out passes and boy, he was just on fire with those. I mean, and he was turning Alabama's receipt defenders around. Those guys were making great catches, tipping the ball to themselves, keeping their, keeping the feet in the ground. Um, it was just an overall very impressive performance. Hey, hey, Sean, um, just to clarify, um, I, I wasn't in the camp saying bench Tua forever. Um, I was just saying you got to try to win that game, right? And I just thought at the time Hertz may have given it a better option. But um, I see a lot, I guess, because I live where I live. Um, I'm glad you said what you said about Alabama Clemson coming back. I, <laughs> people are making fun of Alabama for, for losing the national championship game. I'm like, let's remember what they've done the last, you know, nine, 10 years, right? It's, it's still an incredible body of work. Um, sure. They got beat up pretty good this year, but um, <laughs> you, it's not too tough being an Alabama fan the last decade. Yeah. You see that in the NFL too, right? When, when the Patriots didn't win last year and everybody's kind of making fun of the Patriots, it's like, well, they, you know, they get there and look, there's going to be other contenders, I, you know, but, but there's other contenders with question marks, right? Uh, Georgia will probably be highly ranked as we, as we look ahead to 2019. Um, but but they, they're going to have to replace a lot, um, mm-hmm. including whatever happens with Jake Fromm. Um, but Kirby Smart's, you know, 
you know, if, if he gets injured or anything like that, that's all I'm saying. Um, you know, with, with no, with no bona fide backup right now. Um, they lost a lot of good running backs. They're both their tight ends, um, defenders. Uh, I think Ohio state's going to be strong next year. Although they don't have, uh, Dwayne Haskins coming back. He's elected to go pro. Uh, so Justin Fields, right? Well, the question is, does Justin Fields or does Tate Martell? Uh, Tate Martell's transferring. He's putting himself in the transfer pool. That already came out. When did that come out? Yeah, came out last week. Um, I did not see that. I'm I'm here in Columbus, so I I'd be surprised if, if that's. The case. Uh, I'll, I'll do a little research. Uh, yeah, there, is there a transfer? Jalen Hurts, I heard it is transferring yeah. to Alabama. Shay, did you hear anything about that? Um, I didn't hear anything about the Tate Martell yet. I did enjoy some uh, some good Twitter entertainment between Tate Martell and Justin Fields. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Tate Martell pretty much uh, called out Justin Fields and said, uh, don't make the same mistake twice. Right. So. <laughs> wow. The grass isn't greener. And, you know, Ryan Day is going to have a, you know, a lot of pressure on his shoulders to, to pick the right player. They got a heck of a receiver uh, core coming back. I don't think Notre Dame's going anywhere next year. I think uh, Michigan is going to have to put up or shut up. I think Florida is going to be good next year. Uh, Shea's Auburn Tigers need to find a quarterback, but uh, they're... Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh-oh. We're, 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 we're in the race right now for Jalen Hurts. I mean, if I oh, can campaign and lobby right now, Jalen Hurts should stay in the state of Alabama and just come on over yeah. to the good side. We're all family over here at that, Auburn. That'll be a seamless transition right there. <laughs> That'd be like Rick Pitino going to Louisville, right? <laughs> it so happened, right? It did happen. It did, yeah. It did, yeah. Um, According to SB Nation at 340 today, Louisville reported one of three teams in the mix to land. Ohio State transfer QB, Tate Martell, West Virginia, and Miami are the other two. Okay. And at Miami's so he's a, a, Miami's, he's a portal. Does that mean you have to transfer or you're just weighing options? Uh, maybe that's it. Maybe he hasn't officially transferred yet. He's just he's waiting to see who Venmo's in the most money, I think. <laughs> <laughs> that's a little more traceable than, than slipping them, you know, hundreds in cash. Perhaps. Yeah. Uh, but Miami, Miami is another team that's a, you know, kind of a hot spot name for uh, some of these quarterbacks to go to uh, with Manny Diaz um, head, heading down there. They're going to need a quarterback. So we'll see. Uh, let's wrap up college football. The bowl pool ends up in a tie. Oof. Bill and Shay, Shay, congratulations. You're one for one. Bill, you're three for three. John, <laughs> <laughs> you and I are 0 for three, respectfully. Yes, we are. Todd, uh, but I'm, I'm the better 0 for three than you congratulations, are. Congratulations, Shay. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So, Todd, why don't you send Bill uh, beer money and I'll send Shay beer money? Yeah. Okay. That's what we want to hear. All right. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, I'm getting a 24 pack of highlights, Todd. So, <laughs> so, so, 10 bucks should do it? Uh, about 20. Yeah. That is the champagne of beers, by the way. <laughs> yes. No, I, sh- I showed you my picture. I, a couple of guys, I yeah, that was sweet. Yeah, a couple of guys gave me a couple twelve packs of highlight. That was great. So, let me know if you're on Venmo, Bill. I am, Bill Risser. Yeah. Okay. So, Bill college Risser. football. Hey, has- hey guys, sidebar, yeah. sidebar, really quickly, and I'm sorry for doing this. Um, I actually went to a meeting last week. We had a marketing firm over uh, that was speaking to the Blazers, and the same marketing firm that started the campaign for Miller Highlight, the Champagne of Beers. Is the exact same marketing firm from Portland that started the Charles Barkley campaign, the I Am Not a Role Model oh, Nike nice. campaign. Wow. <laughs> How old is that company? <laughs> wow. Yeah, campaign of Bottle Beers goes back to like the 40s or 50s. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, but they're they're from here in Portland. So that was very interesting. Earlier, uh, earlier last week I went to that. So just thought that's awesome. Right that's cool. That's a, a neat little drop drop in the in the drop in uh ad campaigns in front of the audience. That's a good one. Um, 
All right, guys, a long, long wait until August 31st when the Gators kick off uh, versus Miami as well as a couple other games that day. Uh, Boise State plays Florida State in Jacksonville, uh, North Carolina, South Carolina. Uh, I think LSU and Texas open up uh, in that game. And, Shay, I believe you guys play Oregon. Is that right? Auburn and Oregon in Dallas in Jerrysboro, Labor Day weekend. Yeah. I'll be wow. there. Auburn and Oregon, yep. So there's, there's some interesting – What's that? Who do the Gators open with? Gators open at a Camping World Stadium with Miami. Oh, nice. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so our, our season is bookended with the uh, other two rivals in the state. Um, and early early watch, uh, Stanford goes to UCF in early September. <laughs> so we'll see. Huh. All right. Let's talk, let's talk NBA, Shay. Uh, why don't you walk us through. Uh, right now, no changes since last week. Toronto and Dallas still lead their respective conferences. Uh, what was your what was your oh. eyeball game this week? Toronto oh, and of, Denver. Denver. Tor- yeah, what I what I say, Dallas. Dallas. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, tor- sorry, Toronto and D- Denver. Yes. Yeah. So the NBA is actually it's it's right around that point in the year where NBA is actually starting to get exciting. I always say that most people that are not NBA novice actually pick up right after the all-star break with well, all-star breaks right around that second week in February. So now's the time to really kind of start paying attention. Um, all-star voting is coming in and actually second in the West in all-star voting is Luca, the Don. <laughs> I talked about him a lot on this show and I'm watching him right now. Um, the kid's for real. Like he's a pro, like he's a rookie, but he's a pro. He's been overseas in Europe and he's won the MVP in the Euro league and, it, it, offensively, what he's able to do and in, in the small nuances of the game that he picks up so quickly, it, it's pretty awesome to watch. Um, as far as my Blazers go in the Western Conference, everything's still pretty tight, as you guys know. Um, it's at that weird place where if you lose two or three games, you can potentially be out of the top eight in the West, which is kind of scary. Yeah, right. Have, have you guys watched much NBA lately? No, I haven't. Um what I did watch, I want to get your take on it. Um, and w- did we talk about this last week? Um, and this may have happened a week or two ago. Where was Dirk Nowitzki um, when he went over Boston? Well, yeah, when he did, you see that his last game yeah, in Boston. We, we talked about it at the end of the show last did, week. Did week. we? Yeah. Uh, I just that's that's the last NBA I've seen. But um, I, as soon as football's over, I'll start. I'll start tuning in. I mean, yeah. But but while we're talking true. basketball, let, let's segue to to college because if you didn't watch the Duke Florida state game yesterday. You missed a hell of a finish, let alone, I think the game itself was pretty good. I saw the most, you know, that I saw, it was pretty, pretty well played the last two times. Um, the Duke has come into Florida state. Number one, they've left with a loss. Uh, it looked like that was going to happen uh, again. Uh, Florida state kind of held the lead most of the second half. Uh, Zion Williams went, Williamson went out with, it looked like a pretty ugly eye injury as it happened live. I don't know if you guys were watching it. I did um, see it. How he kind of crashed down through the lane and yep. just a, you know, unintentional, a hand went up and uh, just caught him right. Yeah, they were, they were claiming double vision, right? He just couldn't get uh, mm. couldn't get focused. Say, Jay, are, you, are you claiming that was intentional? I don't know. Have you guys seen the close-ups <laughs> of this? There was, there was no effort to go for the ball at all, and it was a, a pure gouge. Once you made contact Ooh. with that eye, it wasn't just like a poke. It was a gouge. I did not see I did not see it. I did not see that. Was that the Zapruder film? Was there a second? Was there a second 
man on the, on was, the on was it Dominican Sue? Was it Dominican Sue in the arena? We didn't know about it. <laughs> Guys, I'll, uh, I'll I'll send something out after this podcast on Twitter. I'll send some close ups out on Twitter. Okay. it'll make cool. you question everything. All right, well, it'll definitely you know, make you they, question. Uh, they, they held him out in the second half. I think more for. Um, Protective reason? What's the word I'm looking more, for? More for March, Sean. That's what it yeah. about. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> but I'll tell you what. It, it came down to. Uh, I was a little surprised. Did you guys think on that last three pointer by Florida State that he had his foot on the line? Uh, they never reviewed it. They gave him three free throws um, for Florida State. I'm talking about. Yeah, you're talking about when he got uh, he jumped into the guy. He jumped think, into well, the guy when he left. When he left, and I think it's where you leave the ground, right? Not where you come down. When he left, right. he, he was Correct. fine. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was it, very. It was a very James Harden play. It, it wasn't was worth the guys, uh, Dickie V and, and Bob Wischusen, at least mentioning it because it did look yeah. pretty close to that. Uh, and then he missed the first free throw, knocked down the other two to to go up by two. Um, and then there was the not controversial, but there was the out of bounds play after Barrett missed the shot and it got knocked out of bounds. Originally ruled Florida State ball. And what two point eight seconds left, and then on review, it never hit uh, the, the player for Duke. His last name's White. Uh, never hit his arm, and it actually was off Florida State. Boy, replay replay did its job there, right? Yeah, replay did its job. Even though after the replay, I hate to do that, Bill. There was that. three timeouts used: two by Duke yeah. and one by Florida State, kind of back to back to back. And then the inbounds play was a thing of beauty. I mean, it worked to perfection. Uh, if you're a Duke fan. If you're a Florida State fan, it was some of the worst defense you've ever seen at the end well, of the game. Don't, don't you think they were so concerned about Barrett that uh, they just kind of let you know uh, Cam just Reddish do whatever he wanted to do? They didn't yeah, but and, and and credit to the kid. I mean, Reddish yeah. is a freshman. Yeah. Uh, all the pressure on him to knock down that shot, but that was as smooth as butter. The way he just yeah. <laughs> elevated, knocked down the three uh, with 0.4 seconds left in the yeah, game. My one, one complaint on that is, is someone who likes to root for Duke. He should have just held it a split second longer so there were zeros when it went through. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but that yeah. was a good game. Um, you know, the, the top – Todd, our, our Gators went down to uh, Tennessee, ranked three yep. in the country. Tennessee's a solid team this year. Uh, Michigan continues to stand undefeated. Virginia stays undefeated. So, um, top four, add in, add in Kansas, Nevada, Gonzaga. There's some strong teams this year. I had to, I have to, I have to throw a, a shout out to Shay because uh, a buddy I play golf with uh, is a lot like Todd and Shay. Wink, wink, if you get my drift. <laughs> and uh, he's been on Nevada all year, just handsome, crazy. handsome as hell, right? Exactly. That's what I was going for. Yeah. <laughs> and he's won a lot of money. I mean, he's uh, had a lot of fun with Nevada. <laughs> Shay's been on them since exactly. Early on. I told him that so I know a guy who's who feels just like you do about it. <laughs> Shay, you were going to say something at, at the end. Guys, it, I, I, give me two minutes. If you give me two minutes on Duke, guys, I'll, I'll tell you this. I've been You're saying on the clock. since we Go. started this podcast. <laughs> I do not think Duke makes the Final Four this year. They're super talented, right? They have absolutely no depth at all. You're dealing with the top three players in the country, possibly the top the top three players in the draft. But outside of those guys, you have absolutely nothing. Coach K is not the same Coach K that he was three years ago, much less 10 years ago. He's lost all of his major assistants, and Coach K really doesn't develop the talent the same way that he used to. Duke became famous because they would take under-talented kids, get them to play 
together as a unit and be able to beat more athletic teams, that's not the same Duke team. And Coach K doesn't develop the talent. A Saturday afternoon against Florida State, you saw a team that was more athletic and more prepared and for the most part dominated Duke the entire game. Duke wins the game down the stretch. Coach K runs an out-of-bounds underplay that he's been running for the last six years. I've been to two of his coaching clinics, and I've seen this play three times, okay? Florida State was supposed to switch every single screen. And like you said, Bill, there was so much attention to R.J. Barrett that the top guy didn't switch his screen. He doubled down on Barrett, and that's the only reason that it left Cam Reddish open. It wasn't any kind of diss or any knock on Cam Reddish because he's a great shooter. But at the same time, you just a simple loss of focus right there on Florida State that never happens once you get to March. It never happens once you get to March. The scouting reports are out of the window. These guys, these coaches and these players will do their research. Duke won't make the Final Four. I'm done. Did I make wow. two minutes? Wow. I have 30, 37 seconds. <laughs> Shay, I saw, I saw you respond to the tweet. Someone said, uh, I think it said Duke. Final fourth? Yeah. Uh, who else was in there? Duke, Kansas, Virginia, and Michigan or someone like that. There was four, four top teams or the field, and you, and you just tweeted back the field. It was a bet, right? It was a – yeah. And you yeah, said only one of those four would make it, Make right? the Final Four. It was a bet at the Golden Nugget. So it was Duke. Wow. It was Duke, Gonzaga, Michigan, and uh, I forget who the fourth Kansas. was. Kansas. I know Kansas was in Kansas. There. Kansas. Uh, or the field, make the Final Four. And it was one, minus 110 both sides. And I'm like, this is crazy. Duke has absolutely no death. Kansas just lost their best player in Azabuke. Like, Gonzaga can't even get past North Carolina, who just got blown out by 20 uh, to Louisville at home this weekend. Like, this is, this is insane. Give me the field all day. <laughs> Shay, dropping the basketball knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Not, just the, not just the NBA, baby. Right. Well, let's fast forward next weekend. Uh, Virginia plays Duke at Cameron. That should be a good game. And that'll, that, that'll be a great test, Shay, of your, uh, of your theory because Virginia comes in as a team. Uh, they just play that, that Tony Bennett uh, team ball. Uh, you know, they're happy, happy to, to, to win 55-52. Um, you know, well-executed well, well, uh, well team. Um, Todd, drop me a little EPL. Anything happening wow. over in the soccer league? Um, we're back in action. Uh, Liverpool, after uh, suffering their first loss, they had a little uh, a little um, tournament delay, so they're they were playing uh, Brighton and Hove Albion and uh, came away victorious, one nothing, on a Mo Salah penalty kick uh, in the second half. And then the other big game is Bill, your Manchester United squad. I think they're on like a five or six game winning streak since yeah. they sacked uh, Jose Marino. Um, I forget who their interim manager is, but he's, he's making a good case to, to stick around. Um, just goes to show, I think I mentioned before that soccer, they have a, they have a quick hook, uh, for soccer, uh, managers, skippers, whatever you want to call them. Um, and obviously this team, for whatever reason, I, I think, uh, Marino's kind of maybe like Pat Riley, just so intense that it works early, but after a while you just kind of tune things out. Right. So there's a lot of young players on United, and um, they're looking good. So, again, uh, Liverpool's atop, a and um, that's, that's about it here for the EPL report, Sean. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Bill, spotlight on, on hockey. Ooh. How about them, how about, how about, how about them bolts? Yeah, how about, yeah how Lightning are uh, playing really well. Um, 72 points already. 
uh, still only eight losses on the season. Everybody 14 else. 14 points ahead in that. In well, that. Unbelievable, right? The next closest yeah, team even in the West is uh, <laughs> someone has 62, I think. So, um, yeah, it's, and uh, I saw uh, Shea's Golden Knights moved on up into uh, – they're tied for second or right in their uh, division mm-hmm. or in second, so that's good for them. But, no, I, I love the uh, – they played the Sabres the other night, uh, last uh, Friday night. And the, at, at the first intermission, after going up one one nothing and then having the Sabres come back and score a couple goals, um, the coach just didn't say a word to the team. He was dead silent during intermission. And and the players knew what he was doing was basically, we got to figure this out. They came back and won that game 5-3. So, I mean, they're, they're just, they just know uh, it, it's really a juggernaut. And uh, it's, it's just how well that can continue into the postseason. Here's anything happens, right? And um, when you get to the when you get to the playoffs, yeah. And I was going to ask you, Bill. Uh, unlike any other sport, um, isn't hockey the one sport where ones lose to eights? I mean, it, 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 it just seems to happen a lot more in hockey than it does any other sport. You can take a goalie on an eight seed team, and he just gets hot and he stands on his head, right? Now look out! Yeah, yeah it, could, it just changes everything. Just ask Capitals fans all about that for years and years and years until they they finally got their cup. So. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. And, uh, speaking of caps, uh, the Blue Jackets uh, went into uh, into Washington and won the other day. They they beat uh, the Rangers uh, tonight seven to five for their third win in a row. Uh, kind of a cool moment. Rick Nash, who uh, kind of became a star, you know, was our our star for a long, long time. And then you know, contract dispute, big head. He went to Rangers, then he went on to Boston. <laughs> big head. <laughs> Anyone who leaves Columbus must have a big head. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> that, that, you know, that was the take. Is he he didn't want to play you know, at a small town team, but he came back and dropped the puck tonight at the game. Uh, and he's, he's going to retire, a, 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 a blue jacket. His family's going to move back to Columbus and raise his family. Nice. It's kind of cool. I, you know, a lot of, a lot of fans, you know, turned on him, but I'm, I'm sure they'll in retirement will, will be glad to claim, uh, number 61 as one of their own. Yeah. So, uh, Anaheim on a 10 game losing streak. Uh, mm. Yeah, they were, they're 19 and 18. So that means they were like, <laughs> 19 and 10 or yeah. nine. I mean, they were really, yeah, I saw that today. Yeah. And, and Hey, I, 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 we need to start doing Australian open updates for a couple of weeks. Okay. So, yeah. so they started playing, right. They've, they've Maria, I watched Maria Sharapova in straight sets. I watched because she's a really good player. And Nadal's playing against James Duckworth of Australia right now. He's up, uh, Four two in the first set, so it's fun. They're they're playing, and then big news: Andy Ra, uh, Andy Murray, yeah, out of England, who uh, had has had a great career. He's thirty, he'll be thirty two this year. He has three majors, forty five wins. Just a great player. It's my wife's favorite player. Uh, oh she, no! You got to see him play at the uh, U.S. Open in twenty twelve when he won. She also got to see him play the Davis Cup in San Diego when they whooped <laughs> the United States uh, on clay in the outfield of Petco Park. They built a clay court in the outfield wow. of Petco Park. It was very fun. Uh, so he's, his goal is to try to make it to Wimbledon with his health. It's his hip. It's just hurting too much. He wants to finish his career at Wimbledon, which is where the Rissers will be at the first week of July. So oh. we're headed to Wimbledon. So Cindy's very excited. Tough news hoping, for Cindy, Hoping well, she wants to catch a glimpse of Andy Murray, you know, at the All England Lawn and Tennis Club. She'd be, she'd be thrilled. So, so we'll see what happens. Cool. We're trying hard. That'd be cool if it happens. Yeah. Hey, question, question, Bill. Um, and who knows? Does Cindy just like bad boys? Um, but why was Murray so <laughs> He's not a bad un- boy? <laughs> why was he so unpopular? He's not well, a very popular. So guy, when right? he first uh, when he first came on, he was uh, kind of petulant. 
had a little mm-hmm. McEnroe in him, liked to complain and whine. And he was, that was just his style, right? As he's gotten older, that's calmed down quite a bit. So it was just that, that brashness as he came onto the scene. But he really was, I mean, he won two Wimbledons as an Englishman, which is sure. a huge deal, yeah. right? So that, that was a, um, something that was really important. And, uh, you know, before that, it was like Tim Henman that was trying to win. And, sure, yeah, uh, yeah. It never really came to fruition. So the two Wimbledon titles are just huge. And, yeah, she just likes uh, – she, um, she just has a thing. I remember I actually picked up an Andy Murray autographed tennis ball uh, and gave it to her as we were leaving the tournament. She was very happy. So nice. Yeah. Well, him and um, who's that one younger kid? Is it Curios? Um, oh, he's out of Australia. Yeah, th- those, Nick, but those Nick, got, Nick, yeah. Nick, those two, Murray and Curios, seem to um, uh, badger and bully their box more than any other any other player <laughs> when I'm watching. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yelling at their box to like cheer me more and support me. It's just tennis I, is kind of weird. I, like, I think what it is, what those guys are doing is they're just taking out their frustration. And sure. the way they take it out is by looking at their box and just take yeah. it out there. And the box just the box can't coach. They got to just sit there and look at them like dummies. And yeah. uh, they're just doing whatever they got to do to fire themselves up. So I think it's just a self-motivator kind of a sure. thing or anything else. So, but there, there's lots of different ranges of styles. It's like on a golf course, right? You got the guy that's screaming at himself and slamming clubs in the ground. You got somebody else who just hits a total shank and doesn't even care. You can't even tell, you know? So uh, it's just it's different styles, right? Different strokes for different folks. Sure. Yeah. So we're just in the opening days of that tournament, right, Bill? It actually started tonight. I mean, yeah, today, the first yeah. tournament happened at uh, Eastern time at about 7.30. It's kind of funny how that first round of the Masters is so so much more hyped for oh, not just, not just uh, like, us. You've you got to win seven matches. It's, there's a, it's not 64. There's 128 players on the men's and women's side at the beginning of the tournament. Wow. And it goes for two weeks. So, and it's yeah. Monday morning in Australia, right? That's it's why Monday it's morning at 11 a.m. They yeah. started. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Interesting. All right, guys, let's finish up our, our show with uh, NFL. Uh, mm-hmm. We had our uh, divisional rounds finished today. We head to the AFC and NFC championships next week. Um, it's not uncommon, but the one and two seeds will will face off in the uh, in Kansas City. We'll host New England next week, and. The New Orleans Saints come back from a 14-0 deficit to win 20-14, and they will host the L.A. Rams, who beat the Dallas Cowboys uh, last night. Uh, Shay, let's start with you. What game do you want to? What game do you, did you? What game had your attention? Any surprises? Um, I can I just talk about the New Orleans Saints really quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, being being from Atlanta, you have two minutes. You have two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> being from Atlanta, we don't like anything Saints related. Okay, it's it's a huge rivalry in the South: the Saints and the Falcons. But what Sean Payton did after practice on, what was that, Wednesday? Beautiful. That was beautiful. That was unbelievable. Like, I wanted to go play for this guy and run through a wall for this guy, right? So after practice, Sean Payton enters the locker room with four armed guards, $250,000 cash and all ones, <laughs> the Lombardi trophy, and a championship ring. And all he says to the team is, if you want this, go win three effing games and walks out. Like, how great is that? How great is that? <laughs> That's awesome. That was awesome. That was great. You know, wow. and, and he, look, he, uh, he, put, he made a ballsy call there uh, with a fake punt from his own 30-yard line uh, mm. early in that, that, that third quarter. Um, that was a pretty impressive. It, isn't it funny when it works? It's, it's ballsy. And, yeah, and of course. But ask Georgia and Alabama when it doesn't work, a fake punt and a field goal, you're like, it's the most yeah. desperate 
ridiculous play of all time. What, what you were desperate if that didn't work, right? What are your thoughts on uh, – the announcers really talked about this a lot, the fact that, that uh, Peterson de- de- declined taking the uh, holding call, which would have made it third and 11 instead of fourth and one. Ooh. Is there any way to even consider that a problem on Peterson's part? I personally say no. There's no way you take that. You'll take the fourth and one at the 30 because odds are infinitesimally small there's going to be any kind of a go-for-it mentality, uh, especially in the first half. But, uh, yeah, that, that was pretty that's, cool. I think it's nitpicking, and that's uh, hindsight. That's a hindsight yeah, call, right? Sure. Um, yeah, I agree. Everyone's, everyone's going to trot the punt team out and, and try to get the ball back, I right. don't think. Other game that happened today was was kind of a blowout up in, in Foxborough. I did not see any of it, guys, because I was at work, but I was texting you guys and uh, I was watching kind of on the, you know, the ESPN, how it just moves the little, uh, almost like the little Coleco vision where the little ball moves. <laughs> <down the field. laughs> Explain to Sh- uh, Shay what Coleco is. Yeah, kind of exactly. help him out with that. <laughs> <laughs> up, up, down, up, up, over. Right, Todd? Um, yeah, I, I was good at that. It was a blowout. Uh, did the Patriots just look good or did the Bolts look bad? Oh, both, right? Yeah. When you say, Todd, and Sean, yep. Sean, were you watching this game too? I watched the first half and I couldn't. I couldn't. Then you were done. Anymore. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> Philip looked as bad as Philip can look, and it happens. And uh, and and Brady is the greatest of all time, and he looked like it in the first half. Uh, Twenty-eight, you know, four, four drives, four touchdowns. Everything worked, <laughs> whether yeah. it was White running or White catching or some of the Edelman or he it was amazing. So. They just effortlessly moved down the field. Yeah. yeah, so the, the Chargers vaunted defense, which they were, you know, proud of and really handled the Ravens. You know, we come to find out that Brady's a whole lot better than Lamar Jackson when it comes to tearing apart a defense. So, they, man, they look good. And, like, he hits that typical Belichick scheme and stuff up that, uh, you know, you give him enough time, you give him two weeks. I don't know how many times uh, it's happened. Maybe once where the Patriots have lost after they had, you know, the first the first game of coming off a bye uh, in the playoffs. So and Sony, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, yeah, go ahead. no, so just amazing. So yeah, Sony Michelle had a day, hundred yards in the first half, yeah. two two touchdowns. Right, yeah, um, yeah. the stats are unbelievable for the Patriots. Uh, you know, ten years in a row they've won the division. Um, nine of the last ten years, uh, ten years in a row make the playoffs. Ten years in a row make uh, win the division. Nine of the ten years with a first round buy, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and what do forget the Belichick Belichick factor. Um, and Bill, tell me if I'm crazy, but a team flying from sunny LA to friggin' Foxborough, Massachusetts. I mean, that's gotta be a huge advantage, right? I mean, it was just yeah. blistering that, cold. What it? Yeah, that's well, it does look, that's the second time Phillips gone into last time he was there was to play for the AFC championship, go to the Super Bowl. His knee was, yep. was like really jacked up. LT sat the entire game. Uh, and they were within a score at the end. They they held their own. But this game uh, was not, you know, it was out of hand so quick. Don't look at the stats to think you can pick it up, Sean, because if you look at Phillips' numbers now, he threw for like 350 yards. But There's some garbage time there, But right? going into yeah. the fourth quarter, he had like 189. Yeah, yeah he, I noticed it was 41-14 for a while, and then I saw 28, yeah. and I thought, oh, they scored a couple at the end, and Brady yeah. was, you know. They kept going for two. They were trying. They, there was a possibility of three touchdowns, three two-point conversions, and a field goal, and three successful onside kicks. They were still yeah. in the game. So they, they were that close. They were that close. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, 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 Bill, let me ask you a question on this, right? Sure. sure. So the, the Chargers played last week in Baltimore, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. what, after that win, don't you prepare to stay on the East Coast as opposed to traveling cross-country and then traveling again on regular rest? 
Well, so that question came up and the, the more important for those players is to be in their own bed because there's just a thing about being on the road for an extra five nights, which is what it would have been to be on the, to stay there uh, and not get a chance to get back in your bed. And you got to remember, you know, like this thing, they're not flying cross country like the four of us do. They're, you know, I've been on team planes. Private jet? Right? I mean, they're not, no, they're they're not, they're not, not seat 8, 8 or 12A. No, they're not, they're not looking for the one seat on Southwest that's got a limited leg room. Every, <laughs> player, every player's got an entire row to themselves. And so they, they're completely, they can do whatever the hell they want on that plane. It's a much, much more easy to get comfortable. Uh, if there are any press and other people, they're, they're really relegated to jam like sardines in the back of the plane. They all sit in one seat while the players and coaches and staff, the coaches are in first class. And then the players have this ranking system for who gets to sit closest to the coaches. It's a, it's not a typical flight. They're all sleeping on that plane for the most part. They're ambient and up and trying to get some sleep on the way home. So I don't think it's that big a deal. Uh, I think, I think the chargers just got there, just got whooped. So, mm. yeah. yeah. So let's look at yesterday's games. Um, you know, kind of a, one of the chic picks uh, Indianapolis goes in. Um, and, and just couldn't get anything going against Kansas City. I mean, it, it was cold that, you know, Indianapolis was a dome team, but, you know, those guys are all, you know, coming in and out of the, the cold temperatures in Indianapolis. Uh, they just they just could not get anything going that, like they did against Houston. Uh, KC, obviously, uh, you know, distributed the ball around. Mahomes looked like Mahomes, um, you know, so, some big plays. Anything stand out to you in that game, guys? Yeah, I think all four teams that lost this weekend, I, I think they – it's easy to say now that the games are over, but they, they achieved where they, – they got to where they, they needed to be. I mean, Indy was a great story, but I didn't see him beating KC. Um, you know, same with Dallas and, and, and the other two we talked earlier. So, um, kind of yeah, I think the story on that – a surprising story in the Indianapolis game was Vinatieri missing a 20-yard field goal and an extra point, right? Yeah. I, I hate to see beard. <laughs> I bet say his his beard's uh, about your hair color, and I can't <laughs> believe he's still kicking. Right? It's it's crazy. It's 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 crazy. And uh, you know, this is is he done? I would think he's he's got to be done. He's not coming back, is he? Um, I don't know. If he was on the fence, I'm sure yesterday's performance may may lead him to retirement. Yeah, I mean, he probably wasn't going to go out a champion this this year, um, but to go out with you know the shortest field goal you've ever missed in your career and a Doink off the uh, goalpost. And you can't blame the weather because the KC kicker was money, right? Everything was right down the middle. Everything, extra points, field goals. He, he was money. So, speaking, speaking of kickers, did you guys see the, uh, the Goose Island Challenge yes. in Chicago? <laughs> I loved it. All the people that talked like, oh, it's so easy. I can do that. Did you see the one that they hit the guy that was like the, 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 the guard? I mean, that had to be planned because the guy kicked it dead, dead sideways right into the guy's. I don't nuts. think you can. He can't be that accurate, even trying to kick no. it dead sideways. Too much that, credit. That, is, that is America's funniest home videos kind of stuff. It just yeah. <laughs> I think only like four or five of the hundred people got it over the fence, even, uh, yeah. let alone uh, close to the. And, and the goalposts they had up were even wider, I think, than the pro goalposts. I don't know. At least, at least they looked pretty wide. They looked like Was that ball tipped? Was that ball tipped? And does that uh, change anything for the. For Parkey? Yeah. A little bit, the, right? The kicker from uh, from Auburn. Yeah, I would think so. Uh, and then the late, late game uh, saw the Rams and the Cowboys um, score a little bit a little bit closer than the game was. I think with the t- touchdown by the Cowboys at the end. But um, what do you guys think of that game? 
I didn't watch. I didn't watch much of it, but what I did watch, um, the result was exactly what I thought it would be. Uh, I think it was a seven and a half point spread. I think the Rams are, are a great team. I think Gurley and and the coach there. I mean, I I didn't watch much of it, but um, Dallas put up a good fight, and I think it ended up the way it the way it was supposed to. So let's go around the horn and see what your predictions are for next week. Shay, let's start with you. Who do you like in the AFC? In in the AFC, man. I... I mean, I think it's hard to argue with Patrick Mahomes. He's the MVP, right? Like, I, I mean, Drew Brees could probably put up a case, but I want to see Mahomes in the Super Bowl. So I, I go with Kansas City at home. Todd? Um, kind of like Alabama, which didn't do me well this year, but um, I, can't, I can't pick against uh, New England um, and, and, until they consistently show a pattern of, of their dynasty being over. Um, they're getting three points. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go New England on the road. Bill? Mm. Well, first I need to I need to share Captain Andrew Luck's tweet after the <laughs> after yesterday's <laughs> game. So, <laughs> Dearest mother, it is with a heavy heart I inform you our campaign is ended. Our unit fell to the Chiefs on a snowy battlefield. While disappointed, I am extremely proud of all of our accomplishments. Week after week, day after day, fight after fight. I shall see you soon, Andrew. So, anyways, <laughs> I, I I can't articulate why, but literally that whole thing is might might be the most brilliant thing going on today. And there are news in all the sports news reporters trying to find out who's behind that account, which I think is hilarious. Please yeah. don't find out. Just, no, just, don't. It just just, just let it be. Not it's probably some some girl of Indianapolis, you know. <laughs> They'll get, uh, they'll get a big head and it won't be as funny. Just, just leave it. Just it's, let, it, let, it let them have their that thing. That is genius. Yeah. Um, so you know my take. I, I, I despise both teams because of my years in San Diego. And so um, I don't care who wins this game. I just hope <laughs> they get their asses handed to them by the Saints, who I think are going to come out hey. of the uh, NFC. So I'll segue. You got to pick one, Bill. You got to pick one for pride. Um, on. Oh, so I'll take the Chiefs. Ooh. All right. And, and future Hall of Famer Pat Mahomes because that's what I keep hearing from everyone. Wow. So yeah. I'm going to go. I'm going to go New England as well, Todd. I think. Uh, wow, two Chiefs, two I, New England. I expect there to be a, a, a Holmes touchdown with a little too much time left on the clock. A minute fifty-seven. Maybe. Tom Brady. Tom Brady can't throw sidearm and he can't throw no look. So I don't think. <laughs> hey, Rivers, Rivers could do both those and look yeah. what happened. That's true. <laughs> yeah. How about how about in the uh, in the in the dome, you're going to see once again the the, the fast team of LA versus and boy Gurley looked good yesterday. Boy, he he was churning those legs. I mean, I thought Zeke looked pretty good. Uh, Zeke was running hard, but um, that that defensive line for for LA uh, guys, I New Orleans is a good team, but they have not been hitting on all cylinders um, when teams have some some tape of them and, and are figuring out how how to slow them down. Look, Michael Thomas is is a man. I mean, Michael Thomas, I don't know how many catches he has uh, this year. 124, which set the record for the, for the Saints. 125, I mean, regular season. Wow. After having 104 last year and setting the record, he destroyed it with 125 this year. Can now, you tell that, he's on my one, fantasy? Can you tell he's on one, my fantasy? <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> At one point, he had more yards than the Eagles in the second half. Right. Uh, on, right. On oh, can I, I don't know, I'm, interrupt, I'm sorry to interrupt you one more time, Sean. Damn, um, they were ripping the Chargers good with some of those stats, where where they would show that the the uh, the Patriots had 16 first downs and the Chargers had 17 plays, 
yeah, or yeah, the yeah. Patriots had five, five touchdowns, five first, first downs. The Chargers had six first downs. <laughs> five. Oh, five. <laughs> five like, yeah, I do oh, remember. Sorry, that. it was just some, yeah, somebody five. having fun back with the Chiron, uh, putting up that stuff to uh, make Charger fans feel even worse. It was great. So, so sorry, Sonny, prediction interrupt us. Well, so, Super, sorry, Super Bowl sorry. is in Atlanta this year, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, Super Bowl's in Atlanta. So uh, I think the Saints win. Um, they, they rally the hometown. Uh, that, that stadium gets loud uh, when the Houdat fans come out. Um, so I'll take the Saints in a close one um, in a lower scoring game uh, than expected. Okay, I, I agree with you. So, Okay, Todd. Oh, Shay will attest. Uh, the Saints celebrating a Super Bowl in, in Atlanta would be misery for the uh, – <laughs> For, for the people living in the ATL. Um, I, I respectfully disagree with both y'all. I think that the Rams are, are set up. They're a dome team uh, going into a dome. Um, that's not true anymore. I'm thinking of the uh, St. Louis Rams, aren't yeah. I? Yeah, yeah never yeah. mind. You're thinking of on turf. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. God, I'm dating myself. Um, scratch that. That said, I still think the Rams consistently all year, I think they had a great head coach, um, great running back, uh, great defense. Um, I think New Orleans, uh, Sean, you started going that way, which I thought you were going to go. They, they showed they're a little vulnerable uh, today. So I think, um, again, the, the, the road team in both cases, both getting three points, will, will win. The Rams will uh, be playing the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Shay. Guys, I, I think that um, it's, it's somehow after that Monday night that was supposed to be in Mexico City that was actually in L.A., Mm. Um, it got overlooked. Uh, the Rams started kind of losing some games. Tom, Ty Gurley's put up an MVP season. CJ Anderson last week, I mean, wow. this week with 100 yards, right? Yeah. Chubby CJ Anderson. You guys are um, ball. <laughs> <laughs> but the Rams defense is so underrated. They've just got mm-hmm. star after star after star from Aaron Donald to Dante Fowler to Indomitian, Portland's own Indomitian Sue. Mm. To, uh, to to nice nice corner play and, and good safety play, I think that they'll be able to contain the Saints in the Dome. And let's be honest, I mean, the Rams are playing at the Coliseum. It's not like they really play a home game. It's not like they have a lot right. of fans there anyway. <laughs> so they're used to being on the road this year. Um, I think that we set up for the Rams and the Chiefs part two in wow. the Super Bowl. Yeah, indoors. That can Part, be- partial credit. You got half that right, Shay. And, and you know what, Todd? That's best for ATL <laughs> because the last thing you want, you said it'd be bad if the Saints win in Atlanta. Yeah. How good would it be to see the, see the Patriots get number six in Atlanta? How about Patriots <laughs> lose in Atlanta? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's still too soon for that, hey, Bill. Still, hey, yeah. just, uh, just FYI, the last time the Rams won the Super Bowl was in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. where uh, – Beat the was, Titans, right? Was it, uh, mm-hmm. Tyson uh, was – one yard short, right? The stretch. Dyson. 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 Eric Dyson. Or Michael Dyson. Yeah. 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 So, all right, boys. Uh, good week. Let's uh, let's go around the horn and find out what is going on this week. Shay, what's going on? Guys, 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 take, right now, I think by two last time I checked. Yeah, I'm, I'm stuck on the Dallas and Golden State game right now. But as opposed to talking about this week, I'll use this time to talk about the Oregon Ducks and the failure that was this week. I don't know if you guys saw it. The Oregon Ducks were playing UCLA at home. They were up by nine with less than a minute left to go and somehow managed to lose the game in overtime. Wow. <laughs> that game was on at the airport in Jacksonville, where I, but I never picked – I just you – know, I saw it there just because of the floor, you know? Um, it was 51 seconds. The Ducks had the ball up by nine. 
and mm. they managed to go to overtime and lose the game in overtime. So, Oof. yeah, that's my focus for the week. Wow. wow. <laughs> Todd, what's going on with you, man? How's your year starting? Uh, gosh, last, uh, last Monday hit the, hit the ground running. Right. Um, even though officially it began uh, Wednesday, but people fully got back in, in the full swing la- this, this last week. Correct. Uh, more, more of the same. Um, the beauty being, being a salesman, we had a great 2018 and it all, uh, it, it all becomes meaningless once the uh, calendar slips. So uh, business as usual, um, still kind of setting up some things. Um, got, got some good uh, deals in the work. So I'm just going to just grind, just wake up and grind every day. Awesome. Bill, it was good seeing you this week at Ari Bar Camp in Jacksonville. Uh, Kim Knapp and the team did a great job putting that on. Um, Michelle po- Michelle Pochio was your guest last week. Who do you got coming up this week? This week, it's Lisa Erickson, someone you don't know, Sean. I She's don't. local here. She uh, she opened up her own Engel & Volkers operation in St. Petersburg, which is very impressive. She's only been in the business six years. Interesting. She, she came out of a, a consulting background in the business world. And this woman is driven. So it's a very interesting interview. I'm proud of that. And then I'll share on a personal note, Sean, I think you saw it on Facebook. But today is my uh, 19th anniversary with the Fidelity National Financial. So it feels good, you know, because in the title world, a lot of people, Sean, you know this. I do. There's a whole lot of job hopping, trying to find a, a better deal and some other stuff. And so I'm, I'm with, uh, you know, the largest title insurer in the world. And they've been a great company my entire time with them. I expect even greater things in the future. So. I feel proud to have been there the entire time and looking forward to anniversary number 20 next June, January 13th. So that's awesome. Good for you, man. Thanks. Very cool. Uh, for me guys, I have my third event of the year tomorrow. I get to speak to uh, our local coal banker, King Thompson, top agents, um, doing a little session called how to put an ROI in your SOI bill. You like that title? Ooh, I like it a lot. What's, what's SOI for us? Uh, uh, sphere of influence. So how to get a return of influence. Investment on your sphere of influence. And, to and Todd, how do you think you do that? It's it's a three prong attack. It is. Know, it's a three prong attack. So, Shay, do you All know right. one of them? Do you know one of the three prongs of the attack, Shay? Can I can I start and we'll sure. go around the horn? Yeah, sure. Uh, I think you would start by building relationships, Shay. I, I, I agree, Shay. What's next? Or I can you, go next. You, do you need me to go next? Go, Shay? go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, solving problems. And then and finally, the almost more importantly, like having we're, something. We're going to have fun, right? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> ding, 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 ding. We eat because we love. We eat because we love, right? Sean's like, F you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually, I actually, Sean, we, we tease because we love, but I actually think about that sometimes when I'm in the grind. I'm like, it's not that hard. Just, yeah. you know, build relationships, solve problems, have fun, right? Just do those three things. You got it. So that's it. That's it. Guys, it was a good week. Uh, I know this was, we, we, we tried to keep it short. Uh, it was actually shorter than the last couple of shows, but we still got dang, dang near close to an hour. But uh, uh, for those of you listening, we do appreciate your support. Uh, don't forget to, to, all of us are active on Twitter. Uh, give us some love or, or connect with us um, and uh, let us know what sports you're paying attention to. Uh, and we'll give you a shout out here on the show. So on behalf of Shay and Todd and Bill, I'm Sean Carpenter. Thanks for listening to The Stare Down.